All right, everyone, welcome to episode seven of Barnick and Ritz Blazing Hot Podcast. Today, we have a lot of NFL action to discuss. So, Eli, let's jump right into it. Yeah, the first game is probably going to be real short and sweet. Cardinals 19, Falcons 20. Who really cares about this game? I mean. Yeah, first off, I don't understand why they don't give Trace McSorley another opportunity to start after he faced a pretty decent Buccaneers defensive line that um, was just giving him trouble the whole night because their offensive line sucks. I don't really care about this game. Um, Two bad franchises that are going to be bad for the foreseeable future. Yeah, all the two Cardinals fans and three Falcons fans are going to be mad that we're not going to talk about it, but who cares? Next game, Bears 10, Lions 41. Yeah, you know, I really thought that the Bears would keep it close through halftime, and they just didn't. Mm -hmm. Um, The Lions, they ran the ball like crazy. DeAndre Swift is starting to catch fire. Um, Jamal Williams is starting to get back on track. Uh, Jared Goff is protecting the ball. They're coming together. Um, Since the Commanders were officially eliminated from the playoffs with the Packers' win on Sunday – it comes I think the last playoff spot comes down to the Lions versus the Packers. But for the Lions, they have to hope that the Seahawks lose as well. Yeah. Um I think that game got flexed to the last game of the season now too. So Lions versus Green Bay will be the last regular season game. Win and get in for both of them. Do we know who the Seahawks play? Let, let me check real quick because I kinda yeah. wanna I forget who they play. I know they have a hard schedule for the past couple games. Seattle plays the Rams. I mean, who knows what's going to happen in that game. I mean, it's a divisional game, and the Rams have been running the ball pretty well. And I don't know. Well, they almost beat them like two weeks ago with their backup, who wasn't Baker. So, Walford, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. If. Hold on. Okay, never mind. Um, I was just seeing what the TV was saying about the game. But anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. If if they flexed it to that night game, then they're probably anticipating it being, you know, the Packers-Lions for that last spot. Well, even if the Seahawks would win and the Lions were out, it'd still be the Packers would need to win to get in. That's true. So no matter what, it's a win and get in for one of the teams, at least. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, with the Lions – the offense is back to being dominant after that weird game against Carolina. The defense played really well. And then, I, yeah, I thought they were going to get ran over because of the way the Carolina ran all over them, and that's the only thing the Bears can, like, do competently is run the ball. But they held their own really well. Aiden Hutchinson had a pick. He's turning out to be one of the better players in the draft. They should be a good team going forward. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Jared Goff is an experienced player that has been protecting the ball. Jamal Williams is having a career year. You have uh, DeAndre Swift, who is a great player, and they're starting to utilize him more out of the backfield for passes. And then you have, you know, some of your other playmakers, Jamison Williams, starting to to do well. Um, Their backup tight ends since TJ Hawkinson, they're starting to play a part. So this is a tough team that has a lot of depth. On the other side of the ball, let me tell you, I don't think Justin Fields is the answer. Literally all they do is have him run the ball, which he's going to get hurt eventually. But mm-hmm. 
even if you put talent around him, I just I don't trust him. I don't think that he's going to be able to um, take the the Bears anywhere. Yeah, it's hard to tell with how bad that offensive line and just how bad the team is in general. But it does seem like he's had no, like, he's had crazy games running where his stats look insane. But he's had no games where, he, like, he makes a game-winning drive or finishes off a team. It just, they always end up losing. He never has that, like, oh, he could be good. I don't know. Um, I know we're going to talk about it later, but the game between the Bills and the Bengals just got suspended for the rest of the night. Nice. Yeah. Crazy game there. All right. What's up next? Uh, I have the Broncos 24, Chiefs 27. <clears throat> um, Yeah, Russell Wilson played good. I think yeah. that um, – I think that getting a new mind in there and letting him kind of play to his strengths was beneficial. Um, but I will say this. Like I said, the last couple weeks, weeks, the Chiefs should be raising their eyebrows right now if you're a fan of them because they have not played well the last three, four, five weeks, and they've squeaked out wins against bad teams. So um, I don't know what to make of that, but I don't think they're the powerhouse that everybody expects them to be. Yeah, if you look at the box score and, like, the stats, you would think the Chiefs are dominating teams. But if you actually watch the games, it just doesn't look smooth at all. Like, Mahomes had another red zone interception. He almost had one that got picked, but it got batted right back into him. It just – hopefully, I think they're thinking, oh, we'll just flip, like, the switch once it hits playoffs. We have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, but I don't know. Yeah, I think if they go down, it'll, like, they're, I don't think they're a team that's built to come back anymore. Like, they used to a Tyree kill where you can just have a 90-yard touchdown play whenever you wanted. I And I think what they might be looking at is – Maybe they didn't see a receiver in the draft that they thought could be, you know, a world-changing receiver. But once they do get somebody who can be that number one, they'll be back to being dominant because look what Juju did when he was behind all those number one receivers for those years. He did really, really well. So um, I think maybe they realize if they could get a Super Bowl this year, great. But they might be looking to the future when um, things fall into their laps a little bit easier. Yeah. And with the Broncos, I maybe Nathaniel Hackett was the problem because they looked like a decent team. They looked like a real team this week. Wilson had a passing touchdown and a running touchdown. Like, he didn't look bad. So maybe they'll be good next year without Hackett. Maybe it was a big problem, but who knows. Yeah, offensive line, and you have everything else built on that team. So we'll see. Yeah. Okay, next game. Dolphins 21, Patriots 23. Dolphins are now officially eliminated from the playoffs. Oh, they're officially eliminated. Yeah. Yeah, let me tell you. um, Last year, they made that crazy run to make the playoffs. This year, they lost out since what? Like week eleven to miss yeah, they the playoffs. Were, they were eight and three, and then have lost the past five games in a row. See, this just sucks because the Dolphins are a better team than the Patriots. And if it wasn't for Tua getting hurt this year, they would be a more fun team to watch in the playoffs. Because the the only way the Patriots win is if they hold a team under twenty five points and hope that the Patriots' offense is able to put up that many points. And I don't know, just with the Dolphins, I think that at this point, seeing how two has been injured and you don't know the future of him, 
and what he's going to do, they should look to maybe draft a quarterback or find one of those high-profile free agents or trade targets because I think his time in Miami's done. I don't think it's done. I think he has another year. But if he next year gets like one or two more concussions, I think they're going to have to seriously look like can he even play football anymore. But for the Dolphins, I mean, they were literally a Super Bowl contender like five weeks ago. People had them like they were number one in the AFC East and one of the best teams in football. Now they're eight and eight now in the playoffs. Yeah. A lot of it's from like a lot of it's from injuries, but still it's just it's kind of crazy. I don't know. I I'm on the fence because you know, look at what he's done with such a good team that's been built like this. And I just think like if I was the GM of the Dolphins, those injuries that he had this year with his head, that would just concern me and make me want to move to a different quarterback because um and we'll get into it with the Ravens, but you know, when you have a quarterback that's injured year to year, you don't really want to have to deal with that. Yeah. And for the Patriots, like you said, it's going to suck if they make the playoffs. They, they're so bad and boring. And the only way they can win, like you said, is if it's a boring, like, low-scoring game that they can just squeak out. So it just yeah. kind of sucks that they're still in playoff contention. But they play the Bills next week, so I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, so depending on what happens, it's going to come down to what? The Steelers and the Jets, probably? No, Jets are officially out. Okay, so Steelers and... Steelers, let me look who else has a decent record in the AFC. I think there's only one more spot available, and it's probably the Steelers if they win. Because the Chargers, Ravens, um, Bills, Chiefs, and Bengals are all in. So, yeah, there's only one more spot for them. So it comes down to... Wait, maybe the Titans might be in there, too. Oh, yeah, my bad. The Jaguars. Jaguars or Titans. So, if the Jaguars or the Titans lose... Mm-hmm. No, no. Titans Titans would have to win their division because they... Um, I'm talking about the last seed. So, the last seed would only come down to Pittsburgh and the Patriots. Yeah. Wow. And and who won that matchup earlier in the year? Of what? Pittsburgh and uh, New England. I forget. I think it was the Patriots. But that was before the like Steelers were actually playing decently. Yeah, so the Patriots won. So, yeah, so even if both teams lose, then um, the Patriots would make it in. So they just have to hope that the Steelers can't beat the Browns because they're probably going to lose to the Bills. Yeah. All right. Next game up, Colts 10, Giants 38. Giants are in the playoffs. Yeah, this was a good win by the Giants. Um, Daniel Jones played well. Actually, he played really well. Yeah, four touchdowns Um, today. Yeah, two rushing to passing, so that's good for them. Um, they did a lot more than I thought they were going to do with this season. I still don't trust them as a playoff team. Um, the Colts are a team that have just fallen apart after playing good teams pretty pretty pesky throughout the last couple weeks, but um, I just I don't think that Daniel Jones is going to be able to do anything with the receiving threats that he has because they're not actually threats. Um, 
you're a hater. The Giants are good. Accept it. If we win, we could beat your Eagles next week. Be 10-6-1. I don't know. Well, you're not beating the Eagles because Hurts is back. But the only receiver that I trust on that team is Darius Slayton. I don't yeah, trust, I don't trust anybody team. on this team, but it's just a good coach team with a decent quarterback and a great running back. So, you know, anything can happen. The yeah, first time we were in the playoffs since 2016, since the disastrous boat picture that killed our playoff run. <laughs> Listen, they are a year away as long as they draft and hit right on their free agents from being a, a good contender. I will hey, say if, that. But... I'm not saying anything, but these, these Giants with Derek Carr next year, we could be pretty good. Yeah, but they just said they wanted to keep Daniel Jones. I know. We'll keep him. I don't think he's a franchise like Super Bowl winning quarterback, but yeah. he's still cool. I like him. He's a little gutsy little dude. Fastest quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. Also, Brian Dable should win the coach of the year. That is he should win that guaranteed. Yeah, I agree. He he took a three to four win team and took him to the playoffs. I agree with that. Yeah. They're about to be ten, six and one. Yeah. Because next game up, Saints twenty. Eagles 10. Wait, hold on, hold on. We're not done with Colts Giants yet. All right, what do you want to talk about? So your little asshole player, Kayvon Thibodeau. <laughs> that was the funniest thing of the weekend. No, it, listen, okay, <laughs> I understand he was making Nick snow Foles angels. is dying next to him, and he's doing snow angels. It wasn't that. That's not what I'm talking about. I, I don't think he realized that Foles was actually hurt, but when yeah. he was on the sideline being a disrespectful piece of shit, making the, the sleeping gesture on the sideline, I hope he has to go up against Lane Johnson in the playoffs and he gets his ass knocked on the ground or Jordan Mylotta because that guy needs to get some sense knocked into him. That's no, not cool. He's an animal. Yeah, well, just wait till he finds Philly's offensive line. He ain't doing shit. Well, he's getting it next week, so let's talk about it. Saints 20, Eagles 10. Yeah, this um, this was a horrible game by the Eagles. And the reason is, first off, their de- the Eagles defense played phenomenal. I mean, to only give up 13 points that were on the defense, the other one was a pick six, which isn't really on them. That's great because they had so many three and outs that whole game. And the fact that they were able to hold the Saints, what I did not like is the Saints have the 22nd best or actually worst in this case run defense. And they have the second best pass defense. So what does Philly do? They decide to throw the ball with Gardner Minshew in a pocket where you don't have Lane Johnson and you don't have much time, and they're not utilizing, you know, Dallas Goddard as a safety blanket, A.J. Brown on his slants where he can, you know, catch the ball and do things. It was just a poorly executed game by the offensive play callers. I just I don't understand what they're, what they were trying to do. I mean, if it's Jalen Hurts, then you can do different things because he's Jalen Hurts. But Gardner Minshew, um, he doesn't have that running ability. He can't take away um, – or he can't have his eyes being taken away by the um, the linebacker. So then the running back doesn't have a stacked box to go up against. So just a poorly, poorly executed game by the Eagles. That That was just really, really bad. Are you scared at all that you guys could lose the one seed? No, because 
the Eagles are going to go in next week, and they are going to take it to the Giants. All right. They've done it once this year. They'll do it again. That's only once. Yeah. This is an in-division game. Anything can happen. The Eagles' defense is too good for the Giants. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Next game up. Panthers 24, Bucks 30. The Bucks yeah. are going to win the Super Bowl. They're actually good again. No, it's not that they're actually good. They, dude, they were down in this game, and then they came back again and had this miracle win. Um, I don't know, man. I still don't trust the Bucks. The reason that they won this game is because J.C. Horn got hurt last week and was out for the season. Otherwise, Mike Evans wouldn't have had 200 yards and three touchdowns. I don't know. I, they're just – they get Tristan Wirfs and their other offensive tackle back next week. Brady threw for 450 yards. Mike Evans had 200 yards. Like, the defense was kind of good. I don't – they're just – like, they played a good Panthers defense that stopped the Lions last week. I believe in them. Because if they get the Cowboys first round playoffs, that's an instant win. Brady doesn't lose the play to the Cowboys. Like, it just – I don't know. I think well, that's, that's teams set in the in NFC stone. should be scared. That's set in stone. It's it's Eagles Cowboys or it's uh Buccaneers Cowboys. That's set in stone. Cowboys can't get the number one seed. I don't know. I don't think they can. It's between um, the Eagles and the Niners, I believe. Are you sure? I think they, they have an the outside Cowboys have chance. A better, the Cowboys have a better in division record than the Eagles, don't they? Yeah, but. I think if you guys would lose next week, if you guys would lose next week, you'd have an even worse record in the division. No, worse. Yeah, I don't know how that works. I'm pretty sure the only two teams that can get it right now are the Cowboys and Niners because the Vikings can't get it because the Eagles beat them. No, no, the Cowboys can, but there's a lot that needs to happen. So I'm saying it in the the perspective of it's not going to happen. All right, all right. But yeah, I like the Bucks. Okay. Oh, and let me just, so everyone knows that listens to our podcast, Eli is a Giants fan that wears Tom Brady jerseys. What a meat rider. I respect the greatness. That's what it is. Okay. On the other side of the ball, the Panthers, like, they almost had everybody. They almost had it. They almost had the NFC South for, like, 10 minutes, and then it all slipped away. Yeah, they have a good foundation. If they can... If they can draft right and do things right in free agency, um, they have a foundation to be a decent team in the future. So hopefully they yeah. can utilize that. And I'd keep Darnold for another year and just you're going to have so much money with the cap room because he's, he's cost like nothing. So might as well just keep him and acquire players. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next game. Rounds 24, Commanders 10. Brody, admit it, Carson Wentz is bad. I'm not going to admit it. Oh, my God. He threw three picks. I know. This is absurd. You yeah. I, I you, still, said, you still think he's a better option than Heineke in that game? Absolutely. Absurd. Listen, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if he threw three touchdowns or three interceptions. I don't think Taylor Heineke gets the job done either. I don't know if he wins, but he doesn't throw three picks and just gets smoked. Also, yeah. Ron Rivera has to be on the hot seat after that. You, st- oh my 
gosh, you sit Heineke, who's been playing well. The only reason you're even in playoff contention. Start Wentz, and he throws three picks. Okay, let me tell you this. I don't follow the commanders at all. Like, I don't watch their games other than highlights. But you, you remember John from Flag Football? Yeah. John is a big Washington Commanders fan. And we talk about it almost every week about football. And he's like, Wentz gives them a better option than Heineke. Heineke is being aided by what he has. It's not that he is this all otherworldly talent. I get it. Wentz had a bad game, but I still think that Heineke is, he doesn't give them that boom that they need because they would, because it's a good Browns defense. I mean, they've played well against good teams all year. They just didn't have the offense. You're delusional. He's not good. I don't understand how many, every team keeps giving him a shot and he keeps blowing it for them. He blew it last year. When they, all they do is beat the Jaguars to make the playoffs. And oh, listen, if I'm a GM, I, I wouldn't even look his way, but I'm saying that he's not as bad as people make him out to be. I guess, but I don't know. On the other side, like the Browns, Amari Cooper looked good. He had two touchdowns. They looked okay. I don't know. We'll yeah. see next year. I don't know what to say about them. Yeah, I think this is a tough game to kind of get a gauge if Deshaun Watson was playing better or not just because – Because it well, – it's easy to score touchdowns when your defense has three picks. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. Next game up, Jaguars 31, Texans 3. Jaguars whomped the Texans. Yeah, see, I expected the Texans to keep it a little closer, but the Jaguars are just rolling. Um, it would take mm-hmm. a miracle for them to lose against the Titans next week for the division. Yeah, I think the Titans are starting Josh Dobbs again. I, there's no way they even win. The Texans, what happened? How? What was that three-week stretch of the Texans being, like, the greatest, worst team in the league? Now they're just, they went back to their we suck phase. You know why? Because they wanted no chance of them coming back and then winning and losing out on the first overall pick. I still think they, they can still lose it right now, right, if they win next week and the Bears lose? Yeah, and that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, they didn't want to take that chance. Yeah, there's hardcore tanking. Yeah, it was kind of a useless game. No matter if the Jaguars lost or won, it's still the game next week that decides who wins the division. So, I don't know. But I think it's good that they, like, whooped them, though. Good teams beat bad teams. Yeah, I would just have to worry that this little uh, late-season magic they have, you know, maybe it's kind of like the Lions last week against the Panthers and they have a hiccup. Um, I'm hoping that's not the case. Yeah, I don't think they will. All right, next game. 49ers, 37. Raiders, 34. Yeah, listen, Jared Stidham is still not the answer. He played very well. But when you have Devontae Adams and the weapons you have yep. on that offense, I mean, you're going to succeed. It would be like putting Jared Stidham on the Dolphins. He would probably do the same thing because of how good their team is. Um, yeah, I every other week, the Raiders like realize they have the best receiver in the league on their team and throw it to him. It's so weird that they don't just target him 20 times a game. Yeah. yeah. He broke their single-season receiving record. Yeah, and they grew another lead. Sense. I guess the the only thing I'd say about the 49ers is like 34 points for the best defense in the league. It's a little scary. Yeah, I mean, this game just kind of showed everyone that, you know, the 49ers are not invincible. And I think that the teams they've faced the last couple weeks – they were solid teams, but 
they didn't have an offense like you're going to see from um, Cincinnati or Buffalo or Philadelphia that they're going to take it to you. So we'll we'll see how they respond. Yeah. All right, next game up. Jets 6, Seahawks 23. Jets are now eliminated from the playoffs. Yeah, you know, Mike White magic, everyone says about that. <laughs> yeah, that's they, over. They need a good quarterback, and it shows. Um, you know, they need to go out. They need to get another offensive weapon and, and kind of sure up the offense because their defense is fine. Um, you know, that's all they need. As far as the Seahawks go, if they make the playoffs, they need to rely on Kenneth Walker because Geno is not going to be able to bail them out of games. He did not have a great game. He just had the luxury of continuously getting the ball because the Jets could not move it. Yeah, the, the Mike White era is probably over. And it's just a wasted season for the Jets because that defense is so good. And now it's just for nothing. And then for the Seahawks, yeah, they can make the playoffs, but like, I think they're the most boring team that could possibly make the playoffs. They were fun for like the first five weeks of the year. I was like, oh, they were supposed to suck. Now they're good. Now it's just like, ugh. Yeah. I don't want to watch them in the playoffs. See, if I if I were the Jets at this point, just because of how bad of a franchise they've been, and you already swung and missed on um, what's his name, Zachson, what I would do is is I would get as many weapons on that offense as you could and leave enough assets to go out and trade for a good quarterback or try and lure one in because they don't want to have to go draft somebody and then just be like, oh, they weren't the guy again and waste the talent that they have. Yeah, they have, they're they just – they're on a bad cycle of drafting busts at quarterback position for, like, the past 10 years. Yep. All right. Next game up, Vikings 17, Packers 41. Yeah, listen, I said it before. I said it another time, and I'll say it again. <laughs> the Vikings are the biggest frauds in the NFL. Um, when you take away Justin Jefferson, look at what Kirk Cousins does. He throws three interceptions. He has a bad game. Um, if he doesn't do that, the game would be closer. I, I still think the Packers win. But look at the Vikings' losses this season. Other than the Detroit game, they got blew out by Philly. They got blown out by Dallas, and now they got blown out by the Packers. They're not a good team. Um, they've gotten lucky by winning those one-score games. It's going to come to the halt here in the first, maybe the second round, if they can make it there. Yeah, they're a twelve and fourteen that has a negative nineteen point differential. I, I don't even know how that's possible. Yeah. They their defense is absolutely awful, like usual. Um, and their offense just got bullied. Like they they just can't play physical games. Yep. I don't know. And then they, the Pack of course the Packers win this game and have a chance to make the playoffs next week. Oh my god. Which is annoying because they're a good team, too, now. Yeah, I'll tell you this. First off, as far as the Vikings go, they've played bad teams. They've won by a little bit. And that one statement win over the Bills where they got so lucky that they won is -hmm. where everyone said, oh, they're a good team. They're not. On the other side of the ball, the Packers, um, I still don't trust them. I I don't because, okay, you get three interceptions. It's kind of like the Bills or the the Browns game we were just talking about, you're expected to put up points if you have that many turnovers um, that are in your favor. So I think the Packers are going to go in next week and 
I think the Lions are going to smoke them. There's my blazing hot prediction. They are going to get smoked by the Lions. Also, the whole thing with the Packers in the playoffs was, oh, you don't want to play the Packers and Lambeau in the playoffs. But with such a bad record, they do make it. They're going to be on the road every game. So they'll be less as like a threat in the playoffs. Yeah, and, and let's be real. I mean, we talked about it last week. We knew that Tua had a concussion. And after it was the suspected hit that he got his concussion, he threw three consecutive interceptions. If he doesn't do that, the Dolphins win that game and the Packers are out of the playoffs. So they've gotten very lucky at this point. Yeah. All right, next up, kind of a useless game. Rams 10, Chargers 31. I mean, it helps the Chargers with their seeding, but nothing really else. Yeah, they should get the number one wild card, which is nice because then they'll get a rematch with Jacksonville or have to play Tennessee. Um, yeah. Listen, I'll say this. The Rams, hopefully they can keep Cam Akers after that whole dramatic thing that went on because he's a bright spot in their offense. But mm-hmm. as far as the Chargers go, listen, if they can stay healthy, which has been their biggest issue, they have a good shot at doing what the Bengals did last year. I don't see them making the Super Bowl, but I think they have a good shot at the championship game. Yeah, because Justin Herbert's like, he's just as good as Burrow, Mahomes, and Allen. It's just his team wasn't as good as theirs. So it's not that it wasn't as good. It's that he had, you know, he had uh, Keenan Allen that was hurt, Mike Williams that was hurt. Um, His his team wasn't as built as some of those other teams. And if they were, they were injured. So, yeah. um, Yeah. All right, next game, Sunday night football. Steelers 16, Ravens 13. Steelers still somehow alive for the playoffs. Yeah, if you would have told me that, I would have said there's no way at the end of the season, like from week five on, that they were. Uh-huh. Um, but I'll tell you this, and, and here's the thing. Good for the Steelers. I hope they win, and, you know, Mike Tomlin doesn't have his first losing record. But as far as the Ravens go, I saw something that said, oh, you know, the Ravens better pay Lamar. Like, he's he's the only thing that keeps that offense afloat. Okay, yes, we understand he's a good player. But you're telling me that you people are so blind to say, oh, you need to pay Lamar right now? Dude, the guy can't stay healthy. They were in, they were in first place at the AFC North the last two years, and they lost it because Lamar went out and couldn't stay healthy. So for people that are trying to sit here and say – oh, like, you know, Lamar Jackson's this and that. If you can't stay healthy, then we can't rely on you, and we're going to be skeptical to pay you. And then they're like, oh, we'll compare him to Tyler Huntley. Tyler Huntley's the backup. What do you expect the Ravens to do? Go out and get a backup that could be a starter on another team and create some quarterback controversy? I mean, when people tweet stuff out, they don't even think. (laughs) Yeah. Also with the Steelers, I think – the whole reason the Steelers are good now is because T.J. Watt's playing. This year, they're 7-2 and two when he plays and then 1-6 when he doesn't. That defense is very good when he plays. Yeah. If, if I were the Steelers looking at the future here, um, obviously you need to keep growing and get a better offensive line, but they need to draft someone who can step in and do half of what T.J. Watt does when he's out because they're – their backups are not great, but um, the Ravens, on the other hand, they're probably going to end up with the second wild card. And dude, they're I don't even with Lamar, they're not going to do much because if you look at the stats, okay, the Ravens, 
Mark Andrews had nine receptions for 100 yards. Their backup tight end had three for 12 yards. Guess how many receptions their wide receivers had? How many? Combined. Two. Yeah, they, it's it's unreal how they even like managed to be a decent football team with how bad the receivers are. Well, you got to think. Earlier in the year, you had Rashad Bateman. Um, there was another receiver they had that got hurt. But now they haven't done anything to replenish that, and they're just going to struggle. And like I said, you know, everyone wants to blame this on the Ravens. And it's like, listen, their team got hurt. Although I said that they're still free agents that they could go out and sign. If you want to get paid like a top quarterback, you need to stay healthy. You cannot put that on the coaching staff. But Lamar Jackson cannot stay healthy year in, year out. Because this is like also, the third year he's gotten hurt. Also hasn't done much in the playoffs. Yeah. When he is healthy. All right. Moving on. Do you want to talk about the game now or college football first? We can talk about the game now. Okay. Bills Bengals has now been suspended and postponed. It was seven to three. And then uh what's his name? Demar Hamlin. Demar Hamlin, yeah. Tackled T. Higgins, T. Higgins and then fell over right after and is now in the hospital. Yeah. Um I was a little late coming down. It was about 9.15, and I looked at the TV, and I saw there's five minutes left in the first quarter, and I'm like, there's no way that's right. And, um, you know, there's just a lot about this. So, like you said, this guy goes to tackle T. Higgins. You don't know if he hit his neck, his head, what. Anything could have happened. And um, it took a while for them to get him in the ambulance, but when they went to lift him up the first time, they had to put him back down and do CPR on him for 10 minutes. So um, that's never a good sign, and you hope he's okay. Um, but a couple things to say about it. Number one, I mean, it, it's tough. Um, they were saying about do you postpone, do you not postpone. I mean, here's the thing. No matter what you do, you're not going to be able to control his fate. So I think either way they did it um, would have been okay. I think it was better that they called it off. Um, just because it's respectful to him and, you know, the team, because they're going to have their mind on that. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, so I was listening to Adam Schefter and Booger McFarland, and they were talking in their talk show, or they're like broadcasting. Mm-hmm. I cannot stand Adam Schefter. That guy, he is just a jackass. Yeah, he's annoying. I don't know. He's also he's like, oh, well, like, you know, there's nothing we can do, and we're just – we're just praying for him. And, and he just, he keeps repeating the same thing and you can tell there's no emotion because he's just that guy. That's like, I, I get an information. I'm just going to say it. Same thing with mm-hmm. when Tom Brady retired. And it's like, dude, you're a dick. Okay. Also though, the NFL always brags about how they love player safety, but then after he gets hurt and gets taken away in the ambulance, they're like, all right, we'll give you guys five minutes to warm up. And tr- they wanted to get that game to go right back on. Yeah. Yeah. Bad look for the NFL, especially after all the Tua stuff this year. Well, okay. Well, the Tua is more the Dolphins organization than them, but still. Well, what I'll say about that is, Eli, I mean, you have – I've seen ambulances come out of the tunnel before. Mm-hmm. I've seen players get stretchered off, put on carts and stuff. They were just doing what they were um, – what they were supposed to do. Like you have people behind the scenes that are making sure everything goes to queue. They're barely paying attention to the game because they need to make sure commercials are right. Like everything goes smooth. 
So I understand that little bit of confusion um, and them having to say, hey, we're going to suspend this and go into the locker room. Um, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't hold that on the NFL just because it's not like you let the player get back up or tried to make him get back up. But um, there is a process in the NFL, so I don't hold that against them at all just because I know that they have like an agenda they're trying to meet. And by the time, you know, Goodell goes through the right processes to get to these people or even um, reach out to New York to figure out what's going on, there's really not much that's that's on them. So I think that was just kind of like, hey, we're going to try and get it going in five minutes. But I think everyone knew that something else was going on. Yeah, it's nice they let the, the coaches and teams decide if they even wanted to. Yeah, I, and you saw in the locker room, if you guys are watching ESPN, it's like, you know, both coaches were standing there. They got to talk it out. Then they got to go on the phone and probably talk to um, Roger Goodell. And, you know, it's one of those things where, um, you know, the NFL needs more of that where, um, you know, there's kind of it's kind of like laws where there's just a law that you look at and you're like, that's the stupidest thing on earth. And, you know, people should be allowed to come to a consensus and say, okay, something's not right with that. Same with this scenario. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Let's talk some college football playoffs. All right. TCU, 51. Michigan, 45. Yeah. This this reminded me of the Vikings-Colts game where, um, you know, the Vikings had the worst first half they could have had. And I think that was pretty much Michigan. Mm-hmm. And instead of TCU being like the Colts and just rolled over, um, they just continued to do what they could do to stay ahead of them and ran out the clock. It was a great game. And I think TCU um, couldn't do much more because if Michigan wouldn't have made those mistakes, I think they would have won. I think this is one of those where eight out of 10 times Michigan wins and, you know, they got the unlucky end of the stick there. Yeah. The the only reason I think TCU wins this game it's because they made Michigan play though, like weird TCU where where games are just go into batshit craziness, unreal points, unreal plays. And I mean, the only thing for Michigan though, that's the fifth straight bowl game loss, and Harbaugh might not be leaving for the NFL, so their program might be over. Here's the thing: they always say about Harbaugh leaving for the NFL. And every year it's the same thing. I'm not leaving. So <laughs> I wouldn't read into that too much, but I'll say this. Jim Harbaugh cannot win the big games, like when it actually matters. And um, I don't know. I... I'll, I'll give Michigan this. They did – their quarterback did throw two pick sixes, and that one play was a touchdown. No, it that was, case, absolutely. That was an awful call. Also, this game had 50 points scored in seven minutes. Just – an absurd third end of the third quarter. Yeah, that and that's what scares me about TCU going up against Georgia because they're not going to be able to do that. Like that's not. I don't know because Ohio State puts up put up forty one. You want to talk about that game now? Yeah, we'll move on to that game. Ohio State forty one, Georgia forty two. Yeah, listen, Ohio State was able to do that because. They have Marvin Harrison Jr., and that guy is going to be one of the top receivers in the NFL. I mean, he is just absurd. And Georgia the whole year, I mean, yeah, they faced a couple good teams, but they've really gotten out to slow starts, 
and they haven't like thoroughly impressed me against some of those better teams that they've beaten earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. And I just think when you look at it and you just got to look at it from the standpoint of, you know, you have a team in Ohio state that they're a top notch team. Um, you know, they're healthy. They're going in there more healthy than what they were against Michigan. And at that time when they played Michigan, Marvin Harrison Jr. hadn't emerged yet. So I think you're looking at a better version of that team that played Michigan. And, you know, it's always going to be a close game there with two top-notch programs. Um, Unfortunately, at the end of the game, though, their clock management and situational awareness was pretty crappy. Yeah. And their kicker missed the field goal to the left by, like, 30 yards. I mean, it was just nuts. Yeah. It also looks like it was going to be, like, a blowout early on. Ohio State had a big lead on Georgia. And then they did lose their tight end and then Marvin Harrison Jr. So, like, it kind of sucks for them. C.J. Stroud was basically their whole offense for the second half of the game. And Georgia, I mean, yeah, they win. But they didn't look like the dominant Georgia that everybody was talking about all year. Like, oh, they're going to just wipe every team they play. Yeah, and, and that's what worries me. Because if TCU can put up a ton of points, then I think you're looking at you know, a Georgia team that's not used to scoring a ton of points quick, they kind of do it just gradually throughout the game and their defense allows them to do that. If yeah. TCU gets out to a big lead, I think they're going to win it. Yeah, Stetson Bennett in the offense just looks like nervous when they have to go out and score points not on their own time. They just look awkward. Like It's hard for them to just have a big play and like put up points when they need it. And, and that's because they're so balanced. And when yeah. you get into a shootout, I don't know that they have the firepower to do it. Yeah, I think if TCU can make them play the the crazy batshit insane game, they'll they'll win it. Yep, it'll be tough for them to do it, but we'll see. Yeah, and then other importance, Penn State's Rose Bowl champions. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what I'll say about this game is good. Good for Penn State. Um, thank God Sean Clifford's gone, but. <laughs> You have to look at it from from the standpoint of, okay, Penn State, it was like, what, 21 to 14 when um, Cameron, what's his name, Cam Rising? for Yeah, he got hurt. Their quarterback goes out. And I think if he doesn't go out and they don't um, change their whole game plan, I think that game would have been a one-score game either way um, going into the final possession just because – Utah was playing a great game. They have a crazy good run run game. Cam Rising was playing pretty well. Um, but I think Penn State then – and here's the thing. Penn State's defense started to turn it on. And I think the difference in – I think even if Cam Rising would have finished out the game, I still would have taken Penn State just because their defense didn't lose anybody. And they gave up an 87-yard rush touchdown and, what, like a 94-yard passing touchdown. Yeah. So, um, I think they just kind of fell apart there at the end. Yeah, and in back-to-back drives, they gave up the third longest catch in Rose Bowl history and the longest rush in Rose Bowl history. So, they're just getting gashed. No, flip that. Flip that. It's the other way around. Flip it? Okay. Either way, they're getting gashed. Yeah. That's just one of those games where – it's like it was fun to watch. Um, it would have been cool to see Cam Rising stay in there, so it would have been a better game. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, hopefully Penn State with the young weapons they have and the core coming back with Drew Allar, hopefully uh, they're not playing in a Rose Bowl next year. Hopefully they're playing in a college football playoff. 
Heck yeah. All right. Want to talk about MVP race? Not really. I mean, I do, but I don't want to because it's basically Mahomes right now. If the game one got suspended and Burrow would have had a great game and they would have won, I think he could have closed the gap, but... Listen, I'm I'm going to say this, and I'm not trying to be biased. If Jalen Hurts goes in, and I only expect him <laughs> to play – no, seriously, I only expect I him to play, like, the first half against the Giants. If he comes in and he takes care of business, I still think he has an opportunity to do it. Just because, I mean, look at how different their offense was when Gardner Minshew was in. Not so much against the Cowboys, but you can attribute that to um, the Cowboys' mistakes and just different things like that. But look at how much Jalen Hurts brings to the table. And I think if you're talking about the most valuable player, it has to be him. Yeah, I don't think anybody's benefited more from not playing two games than he has this year. Like, your team's 13-1 and with you, and then 0-2 without you. How does that not help your MVP like yeah. race? I don't know. Because there's people, and, and this is what pisses me off. I'm, I'm scrolling through Instagram, and this guy puts up, Patrick Mahomes should be the MVP. And he has every statistic except for rush yards, rushing touchdowns. And he's comparing Mahomes, Hurts, and Burrow and mm-hmm. interceptions, which Hurts leads all three. And you look at it and it's like, okay, Hurts missed two games. So you're also looking at it from the standpoint of his statistics should be a lot less than everybody else's because he's missed those two games. So I don't know. I just think that with missing two games, how close Jalen Hurts has kept it. Um, I I just think he should get it. But you know what? I'm glad he's not going to because MVPs don't fare well in the playoffs. Yeah, the MVP curse is a real thing. Yeah, so that's fine. I'd rather see him get a Super Bowl MVP. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I, I think everybody forgets because the Eagles had two bad games without their starting quarterback that – they're still the best team in the NFL by far. And now we get our quarterback back and you delusional Giants fans think you're going to beat us. There's no way. And we played the link. We will see. We will see. Yes, we, we have will. Nothing, you guys have everything to lose. This is a very pressure situation for you guys. Are you guys even going to start your your best players? Because you don't need to. You've already locked up the number two wild card. Yeah, maybe not. That, that's even more embarrassing when we win. All right. <laughs> all right anything else no nah, i think we're good all right see ya all right see ya